0: If you're listening to this, you probably already heard the public service announcement about the people who've gone missing. If you haven't, well, we'll get to that in a minute. My name is Hazel Thornton, and my maternal grandmother, Rosemary Thornton, disappeared recently, so I came back home to look for her. Now, why would I drop everything to search instead of leaving it up to the police? After all, I'm not a detective. And her appearance wouldn't raise any red flags, since she's a witch and therefore looks human. The problem is her shop, Marguerite's Garden, that she lives above. It sounds like a florist or garden center, but it's not. By all outward appearances, the place looks like an apothecary. That way, people are less suspicious of strange herbs and stranger patients. Hang a couple of peace flag banners and replace your lawn with a garden and neighbors will expect the inhabitants to be eccentric. The first couple of front rooms look mundane enough, but any cop looking around the back or her apartment upstairs would immediately know something was off. <laughs> when a building is built by witches and then continuously inhabited by them and their descendants for over 150 years with magic used almost daily, and a steady stream of paranormal patients with weird problems, weird things happen. Like, two stories become three, but the exterior doesn't change. And cops tend to get their panties in a twist over anything that smacks of witchcraft. That's not even counting the legal problems, like the fact that she was practicing medicine without a license. There aren't many of us in law enforcement, and I don't know of any in the area that I could ask for help. At this point, you're probably wondering, like my dad is, why I would leave my residency program to go chasing after a woman who's probably just taking a long-deserved vacation without telling anyone. To give a better idea of why, I should probably explain what my childhood was like. I promise this is not going to turn into a therapy session. My mom died in a car wreck when I was still in diapers. She was a witch like her mom and married a human. I don't know how much she explained to my dad. He and I never talked about her much or magic for that matter. Like most kids, I could see ghosts and my dad, like many parents do, just chalked it up to imaginary friends. Then I started talking about his patients, none of whom I'd ever met and what was wrong with them before he knew their diagnoses, even telling him which one was going to die. My very logical father attributed this to coincidence or assumed I'd heard him talk about his patients. Denial is a hell of a drug. One day, my best friend and I were running around like the demented munchkins we were when she slipped and tumbled through a window. She had cuts everywhere. And even five-year-old me knew that blood shouldn't spurt like that. My dad started first aid and told me to get the phone so he could call 911. Instead of obeying, I calmly put my hands on hers and wished really hard that her boo boos would go away. And they did. My dad stopped yelling at me for not listening to him and he went really quiet. I don't remember much after that because I was so tired. I fell asleep in the car as he took her to go get checked out. After all, magic can't replace lost blood. Next thing I know, I was waking up at Nana's and my dad told me I was spending the rest of the weekend with her. From that point on, I was at the garden nearly every day. After school, I'd come here until dad picked me up when he got off of work. I would play with pixies in the garden. When kids came in, we'd go outside and draw magic circles and chalk. I would do my homework at the work table where Nana made potions. For math practice, she'd have me ring up customers who came in to buy herbs or supplies. I'd curl up with spell books next to the fireplace in the sitting room where clients would wait if they had an appointment she started having me sit in on those appointments. I learned how to treat werewolves for fleas, create illusion amulets, you know, the basics. On summer breaks, I'd help her redo the spells that keep humans from noticing anything out of the ordinary. As a teenager, anytime my dad and I fought, which was a lot because we're both incredibly stubborn, I'd have an accident just so he'd send me off to Nana's, burning the kitchen table, turning his hair pink, bringing home a hellhound puppy, the usual adolescent rebellion. I didn't have to worry too much about keeping my room here clean, although the house would sometimes decide that I didn't need to be speaking out at night. It's a little awkward to have to bail on plans with friends because your house grounded you. Since many of us can't go to the ER, and if they couldn't get in to see any of the doctors in the area, they'd often go to my Nana because she lived above the shop and could be woken in case of emergencies. True emergencies, though. Otherwise, someone with just a sore throat risked a mild hex for waking her at three in the morning. When I was older, she had me help with emergency cases, teaching me both magical and modern treatments. She even taught me how to tie sutures long before I ever went to college. Screaming kids flying around, snarling werewolves, a writhing mass of tentacles in the waiting area. These walls have seen it all. Gods, I missed this place. To me, the smell of home is dozens of different herbs, candles, and antiseptic with a hint of werewolf and blood. It's not the same without Nana, but I can't close the shop to focus on searching because people still need it open. That's not what she would want. Finding my grandmother and taking care of my family's legacies more important than getting my medical license. So, I called up a friend in town and asked if he wanted to ruin a perfectly good friendship by working together to run the shop and look for her. Hey, what's up with this pneumatic too? It looks all steampunk. Julia! I'm recording! Speak of the devil. Or rather, half-orc. No idea. Nana gave me a different answer every time I asked. There's a lot of mail piling up in it. What do you want me to do with it? See, like I said, weirdnesses that can't be explained to outsiders. Uh, just add it to the pile. Thanks, cupcake. Don't call me that. Then don't interrupt when I'm recording. That is Vincent, don't call me Cupcake, Julia, who's helping me search the place for clues. (sighs) Nothing much has turned up yet since we're still getting organized in between seeing emergency patients at all hours. I'm sure that I'll find such middle-of-the-night calls less novel over time and just annoying. But for now, I'm enjoying running things even though the trust people have in me and my position is terrifying. You'll just let me stitch you up. I could treat people without having to have someone else sign off on it first. What is this, the Wild West? Why would I use stitches when I could just use magic instead? Well, what if I wore myself out using magic on simple cases and had nothing left in the tank for someone with a... serious case of demonic possession. If someone can go to a regular human clinic, they're strongly encouraged to in order to ease the pressure on resources for our kind. Anyone who can pass for human can get a prescription refill anywhere, but not everyone can lift a curse or treat a werewolf who's allergic to himself. Speaking of allergies, It's funny, the things you only notice after being away for a while. For example, all sorts of people come through here, but no one's allergies seem to bother them, no matter what or who they're allergic to. Since the place is an old Victorian house, there's no central air, let alone HEPA filters. You know, I never even thought about any of these things before studying in a standard clinical setting. There's a guy in here. His uh his lizard is injured. That's a new one? Does it have a turtleneck? What? No, it looks like a lizard. It has a wing. Wait, what? That is a miniature dragon. Does this look like a veterinarian's office? Oh, 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 oh. Damn, wizard better not have broken this thing. Pardon the interruption, I had a walk-in bring me a juvenile miniature dragon they hit with their car. Before I could even explain that I'm not a vet, the dragon regained consciousness and proceeded to wreak havoc in my office. Julia and I managed to corral the hostile patient using a blanket technique sometimes used on werewolf toddlers. Upon examination, I discovered contusions and lacerations, not all of which were sustained during the MVA. Hey, you deserved that one. Anyway, one skin graft for a torn wing membrane later... And I'm stuck with this non-flying menace until it recovers enough to be released into the wild. (sighs) Do not give me that look. You're on thin ice here, buddy. I had originally planned on providing profiles of the missing, but I have a pile of paperwork in like three different languages to sort through, bags to unpack, and all of that's going to take longer thanks to one... Boy with a taste for lady fingers. I'll let you know when I find anything. Until then, stay safe, boys and ghouls. What? <laughs> but...